How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here, bringing you a new episode. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the DJ Premier versus RZA beat battle that took place on Instagram last Saturday night. Uh, just my thoughts on it, who I think won, um, how how big of a night that was, how amazing that was, and, and what it means for hip-hop. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get to see more battles like that. So um, after I talk about that, I'm going to get into other uh, beat battles that I would like to see happen between other other producers or um, other rappers possibly having like a rap battle where they can go song for song. And I have a couple artists in mind who I think would be would be really dope if they, you know, they square off uh, against each other. So so I'm going to get into that. And uh, and let's get into it. So, the DJ Premier versus RZA beat battle took place on Instagram Live last Saturday night. Um, great, you know, just a great time for hip hop. It was an amazing moment for hip hop. Um, DJ Premier and RZA are two of the greatest hip hop producers of all time. Um, two legends in the game. If you know about them, you know I don't have to go into like how how. Uh, how epic and deep their discography is. Um, so as soon as if as soon as uh, it was announced uh, a couple of days before that, um, I was all up for it. Um, the whole hip hop community on social media was, you know, was like, oh hell yeah, this is this is gonna be amazing, and it definitely lived up to the hype. Uh, excuse me, it was um, it was pretty legendary, man. Um, I'm a big fan of both of these guys already, but I had to get reminded as well about like how great they truly were. Cause I know DJ Premier and RZA uh, are, you know, two legends to the, the Mount Rushmore of hip hop producers in, in history of rap. So, so, uh, you know, knowing that already, I was, you know, I, I was, you know, expecting to, to know, I mean, I, I, every song they played, I heard before, but it was still, I still kind of forgot like how deep, their discographies were like it was so fucking crazy to see how many fucking classic songs both of these guys have made and just how legendary their their discography uh truly is especially with rizza um because the it's a little difference the the difference between primo and rizza going into it is that with primo i already i already know when, when I think of Primo, there's like 10 songs I already know pop into my head that are like classics because Primo has worked with more different artists than RZA. Like Primo, I think of Primo, I think of I think of his beats for Nas. I think of his beats for Biggie. I think of his beats for Jay-Z. I think about the shit he did, of course, with uh, Gangstar and with Guru, R.I.P. Guru. Um so I already like have these different songs like Above the Clouds comes to my head, um, New York State of Mind comes to my head, Now This Light comes to my head, Unbelievable comes to my head, um, The Evils pops into my head. Like there's there's like all these songs that already pop into my head when I think of Primo. And with RZA is different because I know RZA is great, but his discography is so. First of all, it's so centered around around Wu Tang, and um, and those songs. Even though, even though you know, you know, Wu Tang has classics, you still kind of like, 
have to remind yourself of how deep Wu-Tang's discography truly is and how much work RZA put into to those Wu-Tang albums. Um, I think RZA had arguably the greatest five-year run any hip-hop producer has ever had from 93 to 97. Um, 93 is when uh, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers came out. Uh, classic album, of course. And then, And then he had, you know, the Wu-Tang solo albums that he produced, uh, the bulk of those albums, right? So you had uh, Met the Master Kyle, you had um, uh, Only Built for Cuban Leaks, a classic album, um, Liquid Swords, a classic album. Um, then you had Return of the 36 Chambers, uh, Old Dirty Bastard, you can argue that's a classic album. And you come back in 97 with a double album, Wu-Tang Forever, and that's a classic album. So between a five-year period, he he produced like five or six like uh, classic albums in a five-year period. He, he was like the main producer for like almost 100% of these songs uh, uh, on like five or six. You can argue at least th- at least four of these are classics, right? Wu-Tang, uh, 36 Chambers, Lucasaurus, uh, Cuban Links, and Wu-Tang Forever. All four of those are for sure classics. Then you had Takao and and uh, Return of 36 Chambers. So you can even you can make the argument for those as well. So pretty fucking uh, amazing. So because his his discography is so deep, and that's not even think you know that's still without thinking about all the shit he produced after '97, but uh, just in that five-year period alone, his discography was so deep, I kind of like forgot how great RZA truly is. And that's kind of fucked up to say. It's kind of sad to say because, cause, you know, I'm not supposed to forget this type of shit as a hip-hop head, you know. Um, but I got reminded how great RZA is because going into this battle, I'm not going to lie, I thought Primo would win um, fairly easily. Um, and, and that's just because, like I said, there's these like Primo songs that immediately come up, come to my head when I think about Primo. And, uh, it was on Twitter. Um, it was Crooked Eye, King Crooked, shout out to Crooked Eye or King Crooked. He goes by now. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you guys should, uh, he is one of the best, uh, hip hop, uh, accounts to follow on Twitter. Um, he's talking, he talks hip hop all day. And has, you know, interacts with his fans. So, uh, shout out to King Crooked. Um, so on, on Twitter, he posted a, who do you think is going to win poll? And it was overwhelmingly, uh, Primo. Primo had a 75%, um, 75% of people thought Primo was going to win to only 25% for the RZA. And Crooked was like, this is how you guys really feel? Like, you guys are like, not even... Guys would even know what RZA has in his bag, and then after the battle was over, he he posted a, another poll. Now, who do you think won? And uh, and that poll, I still I still voted for uh, Primo. I still preferred Primo slightly more, but it was a lot closer than I expected. It was like Primo fifty five percent to RZA forty five percent in that poll, and um, and yeah. It, it, you know, shout out to both of them. They both did their thing. Um, uh, RZA, I think RZA really re- reminded a lot of people that Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, like, straight up. Um, um, 
yeah, it was, it was just so dope. Uh, I think the best part of that night was seeing how the hip hop community all came together to, to watch this shit. So, um, literally everybody was on there. Um, you had like just about every hip hop account, every rapper that has an Instagram account was on there. I bet even some people even made Instagram accounts just to watch it. And, uh, you had like old and new, like there was, there was old school dudes on there. I think at one point Primo said Marley Mar was on there. Like you had dudes from the eighties, like the, from like the pioneer, you know, the pioneers of hip hop were on there watching it and all the way to all the young kids, like all the young producers and rappers that are out now were on there too. So you had like, you know, OGs that are even, that that came even before Primo and RZA on there that just know how great they are watching it. Then you had young, you know, young, uh, young dudes in the game that are inspired and influenced by the RZA and Primo um, on there watching it as well. And, you know, if you, you know, like RZA and Primo, there's so many copycats of them. Um, there's two of the most influential producers, not only are the two of the greatest, but two of the most influential easily uh, producers uh, in hip hop history. So I thought it was just so dope to see everybody on there, the whole, the whole hip hop community. Um, this is a battle that I believe will will be talked about forever, um, like five, 10 years from now. We're gonna look back at this battle on Instagram Live and be like, um, guys, remember like during that time during quarantine when Rizza and Primo fucking went beat for beat on on Instagram Live and uh, this is this was a definitely like a, a moment a historical moment in hip hop and uh, and yeah I mean uh, let's this we'll do a quick recap of every every beat I'll go through that real quick. Uh, let's start off here, going beat for beat, uh, round, let's see, yeah, round one, it was Liquid Swords versus, um, a million one questions, I went with Jay on that one, for Primo, I should say, round two, bring the pain, breaking the rules, um, I went with Primo there, Maria versus Mathematics, I went Premier, so I still slightly preferred Premier. Uh, Big L's Enemy versus Wu Gambino's. Wu Gambino's one of my favorite Wu Tang collaboration songs, so uh, I get that round to RZA. Uh, Run, that just beats fucking sick. Do uh, Run, he produced for Ghostface uh, versus MC Zach, like they don't know, for Primo. Um, RZA gave RZA that one. Shame on him to Death Effects, real hip hop. Uh, Primo, Protect Your Neck, Living Proof, live, I had Living Proof on that one. Cold World, that shit's amazing. Uh, I got that one over Devil's Pot. Like, it was back and forth for, for, uh, for the most part. Uh, it's just, uh, let's just not go into all the rest of these because it was too close to, the, you know, too close for comfort. I just like how they kind of bounced off each other. Like when Rake, um, when RZA, uh, played verbal intercourse and then Primo followed back with now just like that shit was dope. And then, um, 
and then there was a moment where uh where uh where the Rizza played uh played uh what do you play um what's the biggie song how what, what was it I forgot it was now kicking it wasn't kicking it was uh you're nobody till somebody kills you I think that's what he played give me a second here to look that up no long kiss good night I'm sorry about that so and uh Rizzo played long kiss good night and, <laughs> and then Primo hit hit Rizzo like oh you 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 played a biggie song uh you played one of my guys so let me get you one of your guys and he played above the clouds which we were all waiting on for a while at that point. So, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a great time for hip hop and and uh, something that we all needed at, at this time. So, so um, I had a I had a slightly primo. I think primo beats I preferred a little bit more, but RZA really really showed like you know he's he's one of the greatest ever. And I mean we already knew that, but he kind of reminded everybody that he's one of the greatest producers ever. And, uh, that, you know, he can go toe to toe with anybody. Um, so yeah, uh, dope ass, dope ass beat battle. Um, I also think for what it did too, for people who, who, who were, uh, you know, not too familiar with, with DJ Premier and RZA, it, it brought more fans in. So now they're going to check for, uh, Wu Tang's discography and DJ Premier's discography. I wasn't. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the next day, on uh, streaming um, platforms, you saw that their their music was was uh, trending. You know. So, yeah. Shout out. Shout out to both of them. Shout out to. Uh, shout out to them for putting this together. I think a Swiss Beats and Timbaland put this together. So shout out to them as well for for making that happen and and. Uh, yeah, let's let's get into other other topics here. Um, so shout out to them and and um, yeah, let's let's talk about now what what other battles I would like to see. Uh, one of them that came to mind right away, and I saw this one trend, trending on Twitter, would be Alchemist versus Madlib. Um, I think that would be dope. Uh, Madlib. I mean, I, I I would go with Madlib on that one. Madlib is one of my all-time favorite producers um but i think it'd be a lot closer than people would expect similar to what rizza and uh tj premier's battle was where uh, a lot of people uh, at least that i saw on twitter were uh with all thought dj premier would would win pretty handily but it ended up being a lot closer than that and by the end of it it was like basically a flip you know a coin flip as to who won and uh alchemist versus malib i feel like people would be kind of similar like on twitter they would be like oh malib's got this easily uh but then when you you know realize how deep alchemist is is uh bag is like ends up being a lot closer than what people expect so i, I think it'd be a really interesting battle i would still go with malib but i think that would be a very very dope battle very interesting um uh, everybody's talking about Dr. Dre. Like, who would Dr. Dre score off against? And Dre's, I mean, Dre's one of the Mount Rushmore producers. He's, you know, he, he could have easily done a battle with Primo or Rizza as well. Um, 
But seeing that they already battled, I think a good matchup for Dr. Dre. Uh, it, I think the only the only one that can match Dr. Dre in terms of like not just uh, you know quality of beats, but also um, like just having like kind of big you know big songs and recognizable songs like that is Kanye. Um, Kanye has you know Kanye has those those amazing some of you know some great amazing beats but also has the hits to match with Dr. Dre and I think that'd be an interesting battle Dre versus Kanye um it's kind of I think it ended up being a matter of preference what you prefer more but uh um I could see I could see that happening for sure um another I have actually I actually think Kanye can go go up against a few different people uh Dre being one of them um I think another one that would be really good that people are kind of sleeping on is Kanye versus Q-Tip. Now, now you know, Q-Tip, I think people underrate how good of a producer Q-Tip is. Think about, just think about like the Tribe Called Quest albums and how how influential those albums and, and Q-Tip's, Q-Tip's production was on Kanye. Because... Uh, Kanye would tell you Q-Tip was one of his influences as a beat maker. So I think that'd be pretty dope. Uh, kind of student versus teacher type of thing. Um, Kanye definitely has more hits than Q-Tip. But in terms of like like uh, quality of beats and and uh, just going blow for blow with, you know, with their beats, I think it'd be actually think it'd be pretty close. Um, um, yeah, so yeah, that's... I don't know. I mean, these guys might be too big for it. Dr. Dre and Kanye. I don't know if they would do some shit like that. I doubt it, but it's something that I would like to see. I could, I could see Q-Tip doing it. Um, I can definitely see Q-Tip doing it. Um, but uh, but uh, let's let's try to make that happen. Fuck it. I mean, if Primo and RZA were able to come together and do it, and, and Swiss Beats and Timbaland were able to, were able to come together and uh, do this... Uh, Who's to say they can't get Dr. Dre and you know Kanye to do something, right? Um, so those are those are a couple of battles I would like to to see: Alchemist versus Malib, Kanye versus Dre, or Kanye versus Q-Tip, uh, or even uh, here's a here's another one: Kanye versus uh, his mentor No ID. That shit, I think that'd be pretty dope too. Um, Another one that I could see Alchemist. If Alchemist doesn't go up against Madlib, Alchemist versus Havoc. Havoc's another underrated uh, producer. Havoc from Mob Deep. Um, I think he's I think he's very underrated, overlooked. So Alchemist and Havoc, two guys who are both underrated. To be honest, I think that'd be pretty dope too. So, just a few thoughts on there. Um, and then I have I have a, a rapper one. I have a couple rapper battles that I would like to see happen so for rappers I guess the way you would go about it would just be maybe song for song you can look at it uh, I think it's a little bit more it's definitely more uh there's more to it than than the what producers because with rappers you can go you can it can be song for song but are you gonna judge it in terms of how good a song is how big of a hit it was or 
or like which song is like more lyrical like which rapper is more lyrical in this song versus that song so there's a few ways to go about it if you want i think if you're gonna do like just which song is a, a dope you know a better fucking song like uh which song has better lyrics which song is like uh has a better you know just just a better like overall song then you can do like jay-z versus nas and i know jay-z versus nas has been a fucking battle and we've already seen that right but we you know i think it's still be i think it's still be really dope to go like a song for song lyric for lyric jay-z versus nas battle you know to end end the debate once and for all because even though jay-z and nas ended their beef like 15 years ago already people still fucking debate this shit all day every day fucking all the time <laughs> you still see ether versus takeover jay versus nas the, there's still fans of both of these artists are split and don't like each other like just to end end the end the debate once and for all do like a jay-z versus nas song for song lyric for lyric battle uh and i think that'd be i think that'd be fucking dope i think if you went 20 songs each i think you actually gotta go more because both for both of these guys have you know so many dope songs and so many great verses it would have to be like a 30 for 30 for 30 uh uh songs i think uh to really like judge it you know so i think that'd be dope or or even uh you know jay-z versus m or nas versus m eminem that'd be cool i think one that's that i think would be dope uh but i um because his he has a lot of great songs but uh it would have to be like instead of doing like a a longer a longer list if you shorten it down give me snoop dogg if you do snoop dogg's 10 best songs versus any other rapper's 10 best songs i think snoop has the chance to like fucking beat anybody <laughs> at that point if you just do like the 10 best songs but if you were to like they say match up snoop against jay-z right if you do 10 songs each i think it's gonna be really close but once you, if you, if it goes down to twenty or thirty songs, then Jay Z's whipping Snoop's ass at that point, because Jay Z's discography is just too fucking deep at that point. But if you do a shorter list with Snoop, I think he can go up against anybody. Um, so that's like the legends, right? That's like the old the old school guys, or you know, uh, yeah, like the 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 legends, the the goats, right there. But if you want to do one with like newer rappers. Or these, or these guys that you know, within the last ten years, I think Kendrick Lamar versus J Cole is a good one. I think personally, I think Kendrick fucking wipes the floor with J Cole. I mean, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think J Cole's, I don't think J Cole has a chance of going song for song with Kendrick. But I know there's a lot of fans that that think that would be a good battle. So uh, I would like to see it. I think I, I do think it'd be. Pretty good, pretty good to watch, and uh, I I just think Kendrick makes much better songs. Um, but if you want to go lyric for lyric, it's a lot closer. If you want to go just bars, I think it's a, I think it's a more of a more of a battle. So Kendrick versus Cole is one, um, or even like Kendrick versus Lil Wayne, I think it would be very dope. Um, here's a tough one: Drake, Drake versus I don't, I don't know, Drake versus like Kanye or something. <clears throat> And this is where like Drake's, 
if you want to like compare just lyric for lyric, then I don't think Drake is gonna stand a chance with you know with some of these people I named already. But if you're gonna go song for song and just like how good that song is versus how good this other song is, then Drake has a very good chance because we already we already know Drake has more hits than anybody. So if you're going hit for hit and song for song. <clears throat> Uh, it's Drake's gonna give anybody a run for his money at that point, so you know, so uh, it just depends on what are you debating. So if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go, you no know, lyric for lyric or something like that along the lines, then then it's a different battle. But give me Drake versus anyone if you're gonna go song for song, and this is just me. Not even I'm not a big Drake super big Drake fan if you listen to the podcast so but I do respect that you know his his songs he has some of the biggest hits in hip-hop history and and if you're going off of hits and uh in a battle a song for song battle then uh Drake Drake can stand up with anyone in that point so that would be interesting I just uh, I would just be interested and in see how how the fans would vote that you know people watching it on IG you know if that was an IG live battle, like who would, what the what the preference of the fans are, are going to be? They're just going to go because they like that song more. Or they're going to think, oh, because you know he can't match up lyrically with this song, you know. So it'd be very interesting. Um, another one I think would be good: Earl Sweatshirt versus Joey Badass. I think that would be pretty dope. Um, or even like uh. <laughs> Like a Earl Swisher versus MF Doom, I think Doom would fucking destroy Earl Swisher if you don't go uh, song for song competition. But nonetheless, you know, there's a lot of Earl fans that that think he's you know just as good as Doom. I think it's crazy, but there there's people that think that. So I could see that being a battle, and they're similar enough where it would be pretty cool battle. Um, so yeah, that's just a few opinions, a few few. Uh, a few different battles I would like to see happen. Uh, what do you guys like to see happen? What kind of battles would you like to see up next? Do you think we'll get more of these? Um, and if so, you know who who do you like to who do you have to see have another beat battle? What other producers would you like to see have another beat battle? Or what rappers would you like to see square off in a in a song for song battle? So, um, a topic that's been on my mind lately and. And uh, being on hip hop Twitter a lot lately in these last couple of weeks, being quarantined, so I've been, been spending a lot more time on social media, uh, and on Twitter a lot more than I've ever had before. And um, on hip hop Twitter, I see this a lot. I follow a lot of hip hop Twitter accounts, and uh, I see this this topic always being thrown around. They always, you know, there's always a uh, an album, an album being discussed, and and it's always asking the question, is this album a classic or not? And for whatever reason, in hip-hop, more than any other music genre, the term classic is thrown around so much more loosely uh, compared to any other hip-hop. I mean, compared compared to any other um, music genre. And I've always, you know, I've always wondered why. And uh, I want to just discussed this is classic is the term classic and hip-hop standards and hip-hop terms is it does it is it used too often or is it just thrown around too lightly and when i see these uh 
these conversations on Twitter, a lot of times it's like a recent album that came out like fucking three years ago. I'm like, how, you know, how's this album already a classic or, or how are you already like, already just, you know, just saying like, oh, this is a classic album. This is one of the greatest albums of all time. And you see that shit all the time. So uh, I just want to talk about this, uh, as, as, uh, ask our listeners out there if, uh, if the term classic gets thrown around too lightly and is it just a term that, that, uh, people just use on anything, anything they like. Um, so I, I, well, I have the theory as to why, why in hip hop, um, the term classic album is such a, such a big term in hip hop and such a, a, like a facet of hip hop. And I think this goes back to like, uh, Illmatic when it came out, you know, when Illmatic came out, it had a, um, you know, I think I'm pretty sure it was the first album. I want to say that got a five mic rating from the source. And back then the source was like mad respected in terms of uh, hip hop publication magazine, uh, especially for the reviews, like the reviews were like, uh, were like golden back then, you know, people really, uh, people really like looked at those reviews and, and those reviews held a lot of weight. And, um, I, I'm pretty sure I want to say Illmatic was the first album to get a five mic rating right away from the source. Um, there's albums that the source would go back and re-rate a couple years later and give it a five. Uh, but not like not a five right away when, when the album came out. I think Illmatic was the first to do that, if I'm not mistaken. So, and I think that's why classic is such a big, uh, big part of hip hop. A classic album, that term is is such a big part of hip hop. And I think it goes back to that that era. Um, getting a five mic review was like an instant classic album, and and the source popularized like the that something being instant classic because when Illmatic came out Illmatic was heralded as an instant classic album by the source and they weren't wrong in doing that it was an instant classic I mean it you know it it's one of the greatest albums ever made so they weren't wrong in saying that so I don't want to like give them like a I don't want to blame them but but I think that's the reason why why that that term classic album in hip-hop is such a overused term and a term that I just, for whatever reason, is always being thrown around because of uh, dating back to that. So that's my theory on it as to when the term classic really started. Um, and then, because everything after that, that came out after that, you know, was, had to be reviewed right away. And, and is it a, the question had to be asked, is that a classic album or not? And especially in today's social media world where we want things instantaneously. So as soon as something comes out, you know, we we're, we have access to it right away. So an album can come out um, out of nowhere and then it's already on every streaming platform. The album can be out and then you can listen to it, you know, 10 times in one night. You know, as to like compared to back in the day where where the album came out, but then you had to go to the store and buy the buy the CD whatever it may be by, by CD and, you know, listen to it in your CD player or in your car 
and uh and and it was definitely harder to listen to an album a bunch of times right away when it came out uh, than it is now so so because of the world we're living in today we can listen to things a lot quicker we can listen to things over and over within the span of a day or so so you get these reviews that come out a lot quicker and then people throw out the term classic oh like this album came out yesterday it's already you know it's a classic album um i mean i'm not even really like complaining that much about it i just feel like i just feel like um it is a term that gets thrown around too loosely in hip-hop and 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 i do want to ask though this is something i do want to get at people's opinions on is what makes an album classic? Um, why is an album considered classic? And and I think that's a better conversation to have as to saying an album is classic just because you like the album, you know, um, or just because you think every song is really good. It's a classic album. Um, there's a few things that I think makes an album classic. Um, in my opinion, first of all, every song has to be good and great. I think you can get by with having maybe one skippable song on a classic album. That's my criteria. There's there are some classic albums that have a skip or a skip or two, so I think you can get by having maybe one bad song and maybe one other song that's just okay. But you definitely can't get by with having like two or three skippable songs on a classic album. You just can't, unless it's maybe a double album. Um, Maybe on a double album, you have a little bit more leeway and you can still get by, get away with having a classic album. But um, for the most part, uh, maybe maybe one skippable, especially if it's just a, uh, a one copy. If it's just if it's just, if it's not a double album. Um, but not only that, because there's albums that that don't have a skippable track, and and uh, all the songs are good. But it's not classic still, um, and that's where I think a lot of these recent albums are put into. Uh, there's a lot, you know, on on hip hop Twitter, you see a lot of recent albums get called classics because there's not necessarily a really bad song on there. Maybe there's only one bad song, so they're like, "Oh, well, all the songs were good. That makes the song that makes the album classic." False. I think another reason, another thing that another thing that makes an album classic is. Is uh, it has to have songs that are not just good, but have like all-time great like status where they're gonna they're gonna stay around for a long time. Like they're songs that are never gonna get old. Um, I think a good example for me personally, because I'm a big Jay fan, uh, like uh, Jay Z's American Gangster is an album that that I think is a good. A good uh, example of this, where American Gangster does not have one bad song. Every song on there is is good to great. Um, there's not one song that you just that you have to skip every time. Um, the worst song is maybe Hello Brooklyn, and it's not a, that it's not really a bad song. I, I skip it, but like it's not like a bad song at all. Um, and all the rest of them, the whole album, every song is solid. But I don't think it's a classic, and I'm a big Jay-Z fan, and I, I still don't think the album's a classic. Uh, and the reason why is because there's no there's no moments on that album that you just go back to. Like, uh, there's no... Um, yeah, there's, 
when you think of when you think of American Gangster, there's not that that one song that is like a hip hop classic. You gotta have hip hop classic songs on an album too, to be considered a classic. Like when we think about like Black Album, right? Black Album, oh shit! Like I, I think about Ninety Nine Problems right away. I think about Public Service Announcement. I think about you know Moment of Clarity. There's like all time great moments on there. Uh, some of the greatest songs of that and that artist's career is on there. Some hip hop classic songs were on there. Uh, American Gangster doesn't have that, and I think that's a good example of like an album that has a lot of good songs, but doesn't have those moments of, of like, of just you know when you first hear it, you're like, damn, this is you know this song's gonna be around forever. It doesn't really have those moments on there. So, so, but a lot of people will say it. I say that's a classic album because it, because it's a bunch of good songs. So, um. My opinion on it is you got to wait a couple years, at least five years before you can really call something a classic. I do think there are rare instances where an album is an instant classic. And that's the Illmatic, I think, was one of those albums. I think, like, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was one of those albums where you just know it's like, you don't have to wait five years. You just know this is a classic album because it's that level of music. Um... It's a few times that happens rarely, but there's a few times I I think to Pimp a Butterfly was that type of album, where you didn't have to wait. You knew you knew this album's gonna have a big impact for a long time, and uh, and uh, so there's instances where I think albums are instant classics, but too many times you get people saying this album's already a classic and it just came out. So, so that's just my opinion on it. Um, I just want to talk about that real quick. And maybe this is another conversation we can have uh, with somebody else. Maybe with Will, me and Will can have this conversation as well, because um, I do, I do think this is something that can be discussed back and forth um, in hip hop, and um, and so yeah, we'll we might get into it more on a, on a, another episode. So, so yeah, that's just my opinion there, um, and uh, yeah, peace out. All right, you guys, thank you for joining joining me on this uh, episode, and uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.